Monday comes around, the, it's time for the audition. And I'm looking at a room of guys who are auditioning to be me. <laughs> <laughs> and I am also auditioning to be me. Yeah, right. And by the way, it's funny. There's a description of what his friends are like. And it's describing them. And I'm like, this is insane. So anyway, so I go in. Was the- it you? Like so it's not like six foot one Italian male <laughs> with big hips. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to Oops the Podcast. All right, lots to unpack here. I got something for you. Please. Julio, Julio, I don't know where you came up with that idea. Dude, this guy was a huge turkey. What is this, Japan? Which is yeah. one of the reasons why I hadn't told you about it. No, and I also just assumed you were saving it for the pod if you were going to tell me. Yeah, yeah. Which, of course you were. Oh, but. yeah. Welcome to Oops! The Podcast. I'm Francis, and that's Julio. Julio Gallerati. We've got Ryan. We've got Chris. Ryan and Chris. Chris right now has more flights than anybody. Is that true? Well, I have five, but I'm doing two more this weekend. Chris? Damn. I think Chris is, would be in the lead. Yeah. Well, after this weekend, he would be. I've got six right now. Oh I'm really slacking, but well, I think aren't, I'm. Aren't you flying to DC too? No, I'm driving. Mm. Um, also, I but bro, I, I got some fucking shit cooking for international trips. I might be going to China with my old man. What the fuck, dude? How'd you do that, dude? My dad's part of some global whatever conference leadership program thing. I don't even fucking know. But anyway. Yeah, dude. I was my dad sent me a link. I'm scrolling out. It's just a bunch of Chinese, and and then I see a picture of him. He gave some talk yesterday. Cool. So anyway, he's going. I'm gonna go. Uh, you know, that'll tack a couple on. Wow. We have a lot of big travel coming up. Yeah, that's a flight, dude. I know. I'm sure. Have you been? You haven't been that far. Never. Right? The farthest I've ever done in one sitting is 14. Well, that's yeah. that's what that is. Because you break it up in the middle, right? Oh, you do. No, I flew, actually, no. I flew direct. Wow. To where? Shanghai. Wow. From New York. That's crazy. It was like 12 and a half, I think. Really? I seem to remember that it was about 12 and a half, 13. It has to be longer than that. I think... Um, from New York? You'd be surprised. It's probably because I would think that China, Shanghai is is on a similar... I never get this right. Latitude? Longitude? I see what you're saying. And whereas that's why Australia so far is because it's across you the hemisphere. also. It's all the way across the globe. Because I, I recall, I think the flight back, the flight west takes longer, right? Because um, I think from Doha to New York. You're going to fly west? No, but like when I fly back, but like yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. from from Doha to New York, I think yes. it's the longest direct I've ever been on. Um, yeah, the flight, uh, that's interesting. Because I, I know that. That's correct. Yes, the flight from Europe home is longer than the flight yeah. from here to Europe. Um, should we bring this up? We're in the midst yeah, of a. We should. We're in the midst of we a. Can't ignore it. Yeah. Old, so for, old franny pants. Can, from my perspective, I'm just sitting there in the lobby. Two separate people come up and start two separate conversations with Francis that are more intense than any conversation I'll have in a single year. <laughs> 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 <That's funny>. <laughs> <laughs> dude, it was absolutely oh crazy. My God. Absolute madness, dude. Oh my God. <laughs> Two very tense, uncomfortable conversations. Um, so yeah, let's let's get. You in. know that this, this is what this place used to be like every single day. Uh, actually, every day in the old office. Wow. People. And a lot of people here will try to, I think, m- mysticize that time. But uh, I don't say that to mysticize it. I say it to be happy that it's it's no longer that way. Because yeah. it, walking into the work, you used to be, you used to sort of pump yourself up. Here we up. go. Like you're going into battle. Yeah. yeah. It was, um, you never knew in what way you'd end up fighting or how you'd have to defend yourself or you know Crazy. what att- where the attack was coming from um if you haven't been following i know that when the episode comes out this will probably have blown over but i was a guest on the mean girl podcast alex bennett which we brought up at the beginning of our episodes last week which is funny what did i say you had you were arriving from doing it and you're like i just did mean girl right yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't On know if that made the podcast, oh, did it? but well, I know we were just talking about it before. We, we might have it. brought it up because Julio had done it, 
and yeah, we definitely did because that's what spurred the whole conversation of uh, of of you did it before me, and I was like, oh, am yeah. I jealous? Nick. Yeah, 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 about yeah. that. Yeah, 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 totally. Good call. Uh, et cetera, et cetera. Good call. Um, <laughs> and so I did that, and uh, the next day, Alex, who has been on our pod, uh, and Jordan texted me and said they had decided to not run the episode, which I was surprised by. Um, frankly, and I, I, for all my bluster and all my faults, <laughs> I do think that I tend to have a decent, um, understanding of when I have gone over the line or I've said something really risky or, you know, typically let's put it this way. When I get in trouble, I'm not that surprised. Right. And also we've, we've been through it. And a lot <laughs> yeah. of the time too, if you think that you like you're not a person who does who isn't aware that he might be carrying on if he happens to be and i would argue that most of the time you're not when you think you are so like you have the reflex you'll be like is this boring and we're, and i'll be like no dude. right and i'll mean it you know right. what i mean uh so so i don't know so i don't know specifically what happened there but. yeah so i mean i just went on their podcast and frankly um i wasn't that familiar with the structure of their podcast what I knew of their podcast was what I've seen from their clips, which it's very dating centric, uh, advice oriented, especially towards single people or people in new relationships. Um, and I think what I've learned is that they are, they're so good at social media and, and creating clips that go viral and are relatable that they're really gunning for that. Uh-huh. Whereas I would say that you and I have a conversation. Right. And then we sift through that for clips. Right, right. That's true. I would say that that's accurate. I don't know that their podcast is a conduit. It, it, it is a, the, the goal to me is the clips for their pod. <laughs> that's um, how it felt. Mm-hmm. And that's what I've learned. They've kind of admitted as such. Okay, okay. Um, because I was kind of trying to just have a conversation. And I was answering as they've now told me in a way that was too long-winded surprise surprise <laughs> i was not as concise as they wanted me to be for a 60 second tiktok um i can't even imagine the the challenge of editing any response that i gave on that podcast down to a 60 minute <laughs> advice piece i mean that's just not the way i operate i'm a storyteller mm. you know and I, by the way, it makes me appreciate you and your patience with me. <laughs> I mean, dude, I, I have no gripe with your style, you know? Well, I think, I think we're hundreds of episodes in. And I, <laughs> it'd be crazy if you're like, this is, you I know, can't take I can't it anymore. Would be I just time. walk out. You know, that Mean Girl Who's episode did, me? it really did make me realize, Fran, you got to shut the fuck up sometimes. <laughs> well, I haven't heard it. Not that, and, and I don't want it to seem like it, it matters whether or not I hear it, you know, in, in the sense of like, I'm just so curious to hear the nuance of what everybody's talking about. I think I can say that I'm so prone to self-loathing that were I to be fearful that my performance were lacking or underwhelming or anything bad, that I would have sided with them. I wouldn't have put any kind of a fight up. Mm -hmm. But I'm very confident. I'm very confident that you would listen to it and probably laugh. Okay. okay. I think you might enjoy it. Okay. It's spicy and combative and there's a staccato rhythm. Tennis. Well, what do you mean spicy and combative? And you know, I'm I'm pushing back. Well, what, I'm saying like that's a ridiculous people debate? that have what? Is it like a debate? What do you mean? Yeah, like, let's call it that. Okay. So they, But they, but like, were they like, "Hey, Fran, so you and your wife, do you guys sleep on the same side of the bed every night like what kind of questions were they um you know it's it's pretty kind of generic dating questions about sharing a bank account with your spouse or finances or i think things like that right and so at what point does that become combative though i'm just wondering i think i said people i probably said something like i honestly i can't remember now but i think i probably said things like people that don't that have this expectation or think that it's this simple are are setting themselves up for failure in relationships mm. rather than being like you should split it 20 percent for shared costs and 80 percent. you know what i mean okay yeah yeah 
I, I tried to sort of boil it all and take a more macro approach mm-hmm. to it. I think which was probably to love in the modern world, dude. Yeah, exactly. Like not one size fits all. <laughs> These answers shouldn't be taken as gospel. And what do I know? This is what I know from my own personal experience and what works for us. Got it. But... So is it possible then that their gripe would be that you like because okay, because this is this is different than what we had talked about or what you guys were just talking about in the hallway. This sounds to me as if it was it was like somehow by answering that way, it sounds as if you're undermining their questions or something, which I would understand that thought. Pro- I'm not saying you did that, but if that's what they thought, I could understand one not wanting to air the episode if they felt like they sounded stupid or something. Yes, I agree with what you say there. Yeah. However, the reason for why they have not aired the episode has now changed four or five right, times. Right, right, right. And at first, they said that it w- their audience would be confused by it. Mm. That's what they said. Then they said um, that Just I picture was... picture Francis drawing formulas on a chalkboard. <laughs> yeah. Our audience will get this. <laughs> like, see, if pi equals... <laughs> then they said that I... Jordan said that I was patronizing, which I took umbrage with, because I really didn't feel that I was. And then Alana, their producer, just came up, and you witnessed this... <laughs> And she said that I was boring. Yeah. And I can tell you one thing, pal. Nobody has ever accused me of being boring on a podcast. (laughs) I may be long-winded, and I may be not understanding the questions correctly, but by God, I'm out there swinging for the goddamn fences. (laughs) I think she realized during the conversation from what I I heard that 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 was an incorrect assessment. Well, then don't levy that against me, because that's a big charge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, So, yeah, yeah. I see how it turned into that, but to me, like, I hope that you, in the back of your head, aren't like, "Am I boring?" At any point, no, I, I. That's why I had that very um, bombastic reaction that I did. Because she said it it was like kind of boring, and you're like, "You're saying I'm boring?" And she was like, "Yes." Yeah. And then she's like, "Obviously, I'm not saying." You know what I mean? But then I like talked her out of it, which is horseshit too. No, but she realized that that was harsh and didn't like accurately sum up what she was attempting to say like i think she was caught off guard by the conversation like i i'm not even i'm not defending anybody i'm just saying like i don't think that she meant for it to be harsh or sound harsh and she didn't mean it that way is what i thought yeah no and i listen that's what i thought alana's awesome yeah fundamentally one of the more like in my mind um capable and Someone who has vision. She's nice to be around. Too. She's like she her. gets it. She moves the fucking ball forward. I've worked with her on some other stuff, and I'm very impressed with her. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't put this on her. I just don't. I still, if I'm honest, I still don't quite understand. Yeah. Why they're not running the episode? This has happened to me before, dude. Where I got taken out of something, they took me off of of a thing. I was about to be in some great thing, and they called me they're like, "Hey, you're not going to be in it anymore." And I was like, "Why?" And they're like, "We just don't think you're ready." And I'm like, what do you mean I'm ready? Of course I'm ready. They then realized that was insane. And they're like, well, and they said three or four different things. And I know how unsettling that could be. Mm-hmm. Not just like, why are you not telling me? Yeah. Or why did you do this to begin with? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we didn't yeah. need to do this. I don't know. It, it, it makes you start guessing. And then it's almost as though you start offering them reasons that they could use for why you weren't right. And it's a little bit like... um. When you try to break up with somebody and mm-hmm. you want to be nice to them. And so you give them answers that aren't going to crush their ego or their soul. Right. Instead of saying something like, I'm just not attracted to you. Or... You smell weird. Yeah. Or, you know... <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Like, I right. found out that you um, have a bag of hair in your refrigerator. <laughs> Whatever. I, I watched that fucking... Jeffrey Dahmer shit, man. Dude, fucked up, right? Um, yeah, it didn't haunt me the way that I was expecting it to. Oh, that's good. Um, <laughs> it didn't. That's I watched... gonna go into some compilation of reasons Francis is a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> no, I found him disgusting. Yeah, I found him truly disgusting. 
from a like cleanliness and hoarding aspect. <laughs> I was like, why are you keeping these things? Yeah, it's gross. Uh, th- <laughs> that messy bothered me. I was just yeah. I Prefer mean, more of a Dexter approach. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, absolutely. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. I like a surgical, cleanly serial killer. <laughs> I don't want someone fucking keeping shit around. Oh, you got to see this guy's finger. Dude, there, here, was dude. A, there was a moment where he was like, um, <laughs> where he was like showering with two bodies in the bathtub. And I was just like, where do you stand? <laughs> That's so inconvenient. What are you fucking? You're slipping all over. You're kicking arms and stuff. How do you clean yourself? That that irked me. <laughs> Julio's into this shit. He, he, you know, I asked him. I was like, I need a good true crime doc. Uh, so I'm not really into true crime. I'm like into like, generally speaking, good documentaries. Yeah. You know what I mean? So but like, like. I know you had said that, but like, and I know it's parallel, but I don't want it to seem like no, sure. I'm a true crime junkie. That's like a certain kind of like the thing. the conversation led to. I said, "Have you seen the Jeffrey Dahmer?" I, I was trying to see if I should watch the show or the documentary, which is the the Dahmer tapes. Yeah, yeah. That's the that's is there are there more? There's an interview that they did in prison, like months before he got murdered in prison, where they interviewed. He got him. murdered in prison. Yeah. Maybe I haven't finished this. No, so you didn't finish it then. Oh, so, I, I, it's okay. I don't care. So he gets murdered in prison. Uh, it's a tough road for like a creepy serial killer type in prison. I gather. <laughs> Good. I, and I don't. Oh, yeah. No, but listen, I don't. Next to pedophile. I don't know if he's the specific example of where that came from because I remember my dad always used to say that as a kid or as a kid when I was a kid that like in prison there's a code mm-hmm. and like i like that if you've done certain things it makes your life more difficult so i don't know if the, it, Dahmer is the prime example of it or if that is generally speaking a thing but dude this interview they do of him he seems like one of the most like detached emotionless terrifying people ever and he, it's almost like he doesn't give a shit dude yeah. and he would creep people in prison out too he'd like do this to them and shit Ugh. dude when if you guys are just listening and not watching i i diddled my fingers as a wave which is quite creepy. Uh, you're not going to last long doing that shit, dude. No. I, um, the very famous quote for me that comes to mind is, is one of my favorite lines from True Detective, where he's interviewing the woman who, I can't remember exactly what she did to her kids, but her neglect caused them to die or something like that. What, what season is this? Season one. This is McConaughey telling the woman in the questioning, and then the interview ends or something. Uh, He says something like, prison can be really unkind to people who are bad to kids. If you get the opportunity, you should kill yourself. (laughs) And then he walks out. And I remember thinking, like, that's one of the great... That's amazing. That is such incredible writing. That fucking show. So good. Season one of True Detective, when I think about it, I think it's a masterpiece. Agreed. It's a must watch if you haven't seen it. It is a masterpiece. It's incredible. Woody Harrelson, McConaughey. Oh my God. The casting's incredible. There's go back and watch. There's a scene where they're in Compton. And I think it's a flashback and he's doing a raid on a house. Okay. And it's a single shot for like 10 minutes (sighs) of a battle scene. Sick. Where they don't cut. How do I not remember this? And because you probably watched Bird it Man. and it probably didn't occur to you at the time that it was a single shot. And it was only after the fact that I read oh, God, and God. then I went back and watched it and I was just in awe. Mm-hmm. Because if anything goes wrong, right, nine minutes in it, they're crashing cars, yeah. they're punching people. I think explosions are happening. If anything goes wrong, they have to reset everything yeah. Yeah. and rebuild the world and start all over again. Yeah. You know, there's a couple of movies that do that, too, yeah. all the way through, if, if, if you enjoy that style. I think 1917. That was a good one. Yeah. yeah. That was a really long, that was continuous shot. Awesome. That was a great movie. Yeah. Rope is another one. Bird, Alfred Hitchcock. Birdman. And Birdman. Birdman has yeah. it. Birdman's not the whole way through. I think there's like three or four. It cars. is. There's a couple like tricks. All the like full movie ver- yeah, ones have tricks. Like, in them. There's like fake cuts, which means that cuts. like I wonder if they did it for the the 
break whatever the Compton scene or not. So the movie Extraction, these are the top five. Oh, Extraction ones. scene. Extraction. What is the car car chase? I've, I've never seen, seen Extraction. It's 12 minutes long. I just watched Extraction good? again. Extraction's amazing. Oh, my God. Right hand down. Oh, my God. What a treat. Dude, I'm yes. so excited for you. I I look for this sort of movie all the time because they, they don't come out enough. Dude, you got to watch it on a big TV with good sound. Excellent. It is, in my opinion, the action movie wow. of the last the. couple of years. Wow. Uh, Sick. I can't name another. I'm excited to also, watch it. Also, didn't they do, what was that chef show that just came out? They did like a whole the episode. Menu? Did you like no. that? The I menu? Ask you about fucking that. loved it. I loved right? it. Yeah, I, I loved, loved, I loved it. Menu. I loved it. It was hilarious. I loved it. I get so why good. you like watched 10 minutes and you were like, oh, like I don't, I don't No, get we just, my wife fell asleep. So oh, okay. that was all. Uh, and it's then so funny. And then we so finished good. it and yeah. we were just thrilled. Yeah. Thrilled. Yeah. Perfect movie. Hill yeah, and I loved so it too. So good. So good. had no idea where it was going. Same. No idea. And I just thought it was beautiful and brilliant and i thought the acting was great i liked it a lot dude yeah. so many ray fines has so many good zingers too yeah. like when he makes the guy cook and he's like oh a new technique of cooking lamb <laughs> which we've been woefully ignorant yeah. <laughs> but not for nothing that guy did better than i thought he would do yeah seriously he cooked something he cooked something i was like he's asking for shallots and fucking celery and he's cooking a lamb what i mean my god i would have cooked i don't know a salad i was shocked during the sous chef scene where he comes up and he starts explaining Oh yeah, his role. That and was like the first. Like, yeah, I'm not good enough. I was like, oh, I don't know what's about to happen. I don't, knew something yeah, weird that was going to happen. Yeah. And then the the unevenly shaped uh, dishes that they ironically kept bringing out later on after the uh, critic made comments oh, yeah. on it. About the oh broken, yeah, the broken, um, the broken egg yolk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, that was funny. The what was that other chef show that just came out? It was like a series. On Hulu, uh, oh, uh, the bear. Yeah, they do, oh, they yeah. do a whole episode in like one shot. I'm pretty sure. Oh, oh. interesting. To intensify, it's, it's probably the one where there's things are really falling yeah. apart. Yeah, eighteen yeah. minute single take yeah. in the in the oh, bear cool. in the bear that episode. Jesus. That's Sick. a play. Yeah. yeah, that's a play. It brings cool. up the stakes in there. It sure does. Lives too if you're looking for a good play, only. sorry, Chris, what were you saying? I completely just talked over the second okay. half of what you were saying. <laughs> I didn't okay. expect you to 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 say something so okay. comprehensive. I'd like for you to to, to Damn, repeat this it if is you don't awkward, mind. Ryan. <laughs> I'd like for you to repeat it if you don't mind, Chris. Damn. <laughs> um, uh, it just like brings the stakes up when they're actually filming that intense scene and they can't mess up and it yeah, only totally. makes it more. Real. You got to get your blocking right. Exactly, you can't miss yeah. a line. You got to yeah. know your lines dead to right. Got to avoid the cameras and like not hit. Well, yeah, I wonder how many takes it takes. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, not many, huh? Yeah. <laughs> what was on the rest you. of that list, right? Yeah, real quick. So number four was Birdman, mm-hmm. fifteen minutes uh, for one scene. Wow, that was a good movie. Wait, I got another I guess. Too. I got uh, oh, the Haunting sure. of Hill House has a very long, unbroken I love that scene. Show. So this is movie. You like that show? Loved it. Uh, incredible. incredible. Season one. I didn't watch season. Season two. two was okay. Season one's amazing. Amazing. Same guy made a new show. Do you know about do, vampires? Did he? It's on Netflix. I haven't watched it yet. Do you know that? The, do you know we the both scene? Did this at the same time. Do you know the scene that's the unbroken shot? It makes it fucking. Is it in the last episode terrifying. with the door? No. Which one is it? They're in the morgue. Oh. They're in the morgue and they're all standing around talking, and and it, it it's so long that you start you do notice it. Seventeen minutes. You notice that they haven't broken or changed camera angles do you know episode ryan um sorry and it it makes the it makes it you're waiting for something horrible to happen and then it does and it's so scary what happens again fuck do i watch i watched that show top to bottom three times wow i loved that show yeah they're arguing as a family it's all the kids standing around around the who died right um I, I think they're it. arguing. Uh, I can't remember exactly what they're arguing about, but they're, they're, they're behind them is a long, long kind of almost hallway type room at the end of which is a body. And they're arguing and all the action is at the forefront. And some point the body sits up. Uh, okay. I okay. think that's what it is. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, it's, okay. and it's, it's like happening way off in the distance. Yeah. And you're watching it. Like I, 
fucking knew it. Yeah. Oh, my God. Episode Even, six. Yeah. Got it. The thing that I think is so brilliant about the show, I've been trying to pinpoint what's so good about it, and I think the first four episodes are, like, pretty slow. You get to really know each character and their mm-hmm. backstory. So then everything that happens is not only terrifying, but, like, unbelievably tragic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, like, the yeah. saddest show I've ever yeah. seen, mm-hmm. along with being the scariest. Yeah. Which yeah. is fucking ins- yeah. really good shit, dude. Yeah, really good. I would revisit that. Yeah. Can totally. you guys guess the top uh, the top three what? movies with the longest takes? I would have thought 1917 is in there. Rope is not in there? No. So number three is Gravity. There's a set. I think that's the opening shot. Yeah, 17 is. minutes. Oh, wow. That's sort of cheating a little bit. That is the opening show. It's, it's just like, like fucking space, dude. Oh. And CGI and shit. Boiling right? point, 92 minutes. It looks like the whole movie was one take. With Giovanni Ribisi and Vin Diesel? <laughs> is that not... Is this him? No. That's a no. completely different thing. What movie am it I thinking like, of? Uh, that looks like... Uh... Boiling, boiling room? Boiler room. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then number one was Russian Ark. 96 wow. minutes. Yeah, wow. Ryan asked if we could guess these. I've never even heard of I've these. Never heard Come of these on, Russian yeah. Ark. <laughs> oh. oh, baby. Francis. Oh, baby. I've been cooking up a storm. Yeah, I can smell it. And HelloFresh, I've said it once, I'll say it again. What an amazing tool to make a person who doesn't know how to cook a cook. That's exactly right. I can't help but think about the menu where he's like, cook. Now cook. Yeah, cook. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he keeps saying, cook. If that guy just had HelloFresh, he would have cooked an amazing meal. Right. Whether or not he knew how to. If they had accurately pre-portioned all of the ingredients for him he could, and had directions, right. he could have easily done it. Yeah. It, uh, wait, shallots? Shallots? <laughs> yeah. They weren't pre-cut? Correct. Lamb? If any meal that Julio cooks from HelloFresh, we're not going to eat it. We're going to taste it. That's right. <laughs> Don't eat. Savor. Taste. taste. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. And you will get bread. Yeah. Don't worry. Good. Uh, exactly. I'm, dude, I'm telling you, the amount of stuff that I've been able to cook is truly mind blowing. And I'm preparing this nice meal. And there's something about it. Hillary's sitting there. She's all happy. We have this romantic dinner. Ooh, I nice. light a candle in front of her face. She goes, It's very nice, honey. Oh. <laughs> uh, this is no joke. It is the real deal. Uh, and, you know, it's a very competitive option uh, in comparison to shopping for groceries, which are expensive. This is the perfect time to get started with HelloFresh. HelloFresh is cheaper than grocery shopping. Way cheaper. 25% less expensive than takeout. Big time. Uh, And it's simply the real deal. HelloFresh, absolutely no joke. I swear I'm using it all the time. It's so good. It's automatic. Just makes life a lot easier and uh, makes you know that you've cooked a meal for yourself. And there's a great sense of satisfaction and you're learning. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) You take the knowledge with you like we talked about. You take the knowledge with you. Yeah, you do. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Oops60. 60. 60. Six zero. Oops60. Use code Oops60 for 60% off. What the heck? What are these free deals? Shipping. What in the world? What are these deals? What on earth? Oh, my God. It's, it can't even be legal. Sure can't. Sure can. <laughs> <laughs> can and is. That's Oops60 at HelloFresh.com slash Oops60Francis. Minus the Francis. That's code OOP60 at HelloFresh.com slash OOP60. Well, how about this? Why don't we talk about the shortest scenes of all time, including Galarati's appearance. This is just, this is the only reason why I'm even bringing this up is because we have talked in the past about how I had a very fortuitous scooch in a Taylor Swift commercial. Way back when yeah. it changed my life, it changed Scooch my around the world. Yeah. Changed my tax bracket, mm-hmm. uh, and it's incredible. So, again, what people don't realize about commercials is if you're cast as like a principal in a commercial, you are paid as if you shot a 96 minute scene. Yeah, <laughs> depending whether you shot a 96 minute commercial or a half a second commercial, you get paid the same amount. No matter how many lines you have, right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. You don't have to say shit. You don't have to say anything. The side of your head might be in it and you're good mm-hmm. so uh so it's fu- it's a funny story <laughs> it's a good story so basically i'm i'm in florida performing i get an email from my agent being like hey i have a commercial audition for you i'm like okay cool i'll check it out and the description of the role is 
Pete Davidson's friends. <laughs> Guys who would be friends with Pete Davidson. Yeah. And I'm like, Have oh. you not told this on the pod? No. I have you not? Bro, I no. saved it because I didn't want to jinx it. Oh, wow. Good for you. I haven't told it uh, because I didn't want to jinx it. So it is now out. So now I can tell it. So I'm looking at this and I'm like, I email him. I'm like, did I get this specifically because <laughs> this is actually describes me? And they basically like don't respond. Um, and what I've gathered now that all has happened is that they did not. That is not why I got it. I just happened to get it. That's incredible. Which is amazing for not only me, but for some of the other people who ended up getting in the commercial. Because I'm not so sure that Pete was specifically aware of what was going to be happening in some of this stuff. Mm -hmm. So if he didn't know, they were casting his friends. So I text him and he sort of gets the ball rolling to try to like get me to get it. But, you know, there's only so much he can do. So I'm not banking on this, right? Mm -hmm. I talked to a couple of people he works with. They're all working on it. But Monday comes around. The, it's time for the audition. I go in there, and I'm looking at a room of guys who are auditioning to be me. <laughs> <laughs> and I am also auditioning to be me. Yeah, right. So right. I'm just kind of like, and, and I'm, I'm like, Julio, do not do the like, thing that the guys in the menu did okay i didn't want to have to do this but you know who we are right yeah uh, i'm yeah, like sure. i am not doing that i'm not going to be that guy i'm not going to start talking about how i actually know him i'm not going to say shit to the other actors to anybody uh -huh. to the actors to the casting people i'm not going to say shit and hopefully it'll get figured out in the back end if they don't like me initially for the for the commercial mm -hmm. so anyway and by the way it's funny there's a description of what his friends are like and it's describing them and i'm like this is insane. So anyway, so I go in. Was it you? Like, so it's not like six foot one Italian male <laughs> with big hips. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, just sort of, sort of, whatever, loosely describing somebody that maybe I am. So anyway, go in the room for the audition. Uh, and they say, all right, just tell us your name and a fun fact about yourself. And I'm like, there it is, baby. Mm. There it is. So I'm like, hey, I'm Julio Gallarati. Fun fact, I'm actually friends with Pete. So, so I guess I'm auditioning to play myself. So I hope I get it. <laughs> and that was it. Nice. Now, I was able to throw it in there. How, were they, um, how do they not know, how do they know that you're not lying? I mean, they can easily check. Do, but do you, do they, do you think they believed you? So I know that the, the casting director, when I did a, an audition during COVID, the guy who was in the room had mentioned that he had seen my stand-up my Pete Davidson presents. Yes. So I know that I knew that he knew. Cool. Which made that me helps. feel a little less anxious. It's like mm. it, it, it was an anxiety provoking experience. I bet. To be in this room with these. And actors are also positive that it was funny. When I said that, the other guy goes, wow, really? Cool, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right, whatever. So then doesn't get brought up again, whatever, walk out of there and then uh, get a call back. And at this point, I'm like, I have a call back. Like, is this not like. And then I just end up not having to go to the callback again. again. So, oh, that's cool. Shout out to Pete taking care of the squad. Nice. Uh, but, it, but, but I don't know. So there's a couple other of his buddies in it too. I'm not sure if they would have ended up being in it if he wasn't alerted by me. Oh. I sort of blew the whistle on the operation, uh, which ended up working out well for everybody. And who knows? He as as he got closer to the time, he might have taken a peek at the specifics and be like, "Oh no, we're going to have my real friends." Type of thing. Cool. Uh, so. Pretty cool. That's exciting, man. Are we allowed to say what it's for? Yeah, it's for Smart Water. It's Smart Water. It's out there. You guys are probably it's a big time commercial. Hopefully, you've seen it at this point. Is it running on TV? I don't like. They say it is. I haven't seen it yet. So until I see it on TV, or I'm here, excited to see, see that on TV. TV. Mm. That'll be fun, huh? So I don't know. Hopefully, it'll be a, a nice supplemental. Congrats, man! Thank what you, a man. thrill. Appreciate it. You haven't been uh, running in the commercial game as much as you used to yeah no I, I wonder why um in COVID, it like was really a godsend i i think maybe just the zoom audition is my <laughs> my home run format but you didn't do a zoom audition for this one did you no i went in person for this yeah. and in the past i'd gone in person many times but based on the amount of auditions i had during covid and i booked two big ones mm -hmm. and it was off Zoom auditions, and I was batting like 40% or something, whereas normally- It's because you were podcasting three times a week, yeah, baby. Yeah, literally. And I would say that the, the likely, the likely percentage for a commercial actor, yeah, that's right, maybe, 
is probably closer to my career percentage for commercials is closer to between five and 10% yeah. max, mm-hmm. you know? So whatever. Yeah. But nice man. Nice to be out there. Good for you, dude. Yeah. Um, can That's I add sweet. one scene before we get off this topic? Yeah, please. The scene in Goodfellas when they're like entering the, they like get out of the car and they go into the, the play or whatever that music scene. And oh like, yeah. They walk through the, the trail shot and then they just like, take this table out and she's like who are you yeah <laughs> yeah, that was yeah that's sick. one of the famous sort Iconic. of uh yeah, yeah scenes that scene has been replicated yeah 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 that is a, a classic that's so great for sure um awesome uh dude the founder of hang obi was in the office the other day Conrad. what a fun treat that was yeah let me tell you something about this gentleman okay he's looking ripped yeah dude. you look at him and you say boy oh boy that is the body of somebody who knows what's good for the human spirit <laughs> that's a body of a guy who drinks a lot of hangover. he's healthy he knows what's up i trust it, it's like seeing your personal trainer be absolutely ripped out of their mind you yeah, say they're walking the walk they're talking the talk conrad from hang obi who makes a beverage that is meant to be good for us, is walking the walk. He's also good. He's a good time, bro. He's a yeah. good hang. Good hang. Love to see a good founder uh, for a product you're involved in. Handsome as all hell. Looking good. Yeah. He's looking good. I like him. I like him a lot. I do too. So, uh, We're going to get him in, the, in for an episode. One of yeah. We, we love on. the hang OB that, that, that he has his, his brainchild. Uh, it's so tasty. Three different types of flavors. You got the essential, the wake, and the calm. All with slightly different purposes, but they're all going to make you feel better. Yeah. That's dead straight. And distinct flavors as well. It is now in over 200 stores. Oh, my God. How many stores? Uh, anybody who's an OG listener has listened to the growth of Hang Obi, uh, and I'm sure you're as impressed as we are. Mm-hmm. Um, if you see one in the store, grab it. Tell the shopkeeper you love it. Uh, that goes a long way. And go to hangobi.com right now. Use promo code OOPSIMHUNG, and you will be receiving 30% off of your order. Uh, they're delicious. They're fun. They're versatile. Uh, just like a good pal. Mm-hmm. Uh, delicious. Fun like our pal Conrad. Like yeah. our pal Conrad. Hangobi.com. Oops, I'm hung. 30% off. Well, that's all the updates. Okay, so that's cool. Did we ever um, finish talking about, I guess, mean I guess the stuff? Mean Girl thing. We'll see if that comes out. That's been one of those classic Barstool things that I, I didn't know uh, that people would be interested in. And then you kind of find, I, I remember Gaz, who's, you know, a big deal here emailed and asked for the footage because he knows immediately when something has caught the attention of the of the hardcore stoolies so uh that's when i said oh boy this is um, here we go this is something (laughs) this is something by the way i have a big thing that i forgot to tell you about that no oh total Mm. different thing what do you remember in the last episode when i told the story about dooring the bike yeah, guy in yeah. San Francisco, uh, yeah. and the whole fallout from all that. I'll see you in court. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot a an incredible detail of that, <laughs> which was that years later, probably eight years later, I got summoned for jury duty in when I was living in Brooklyn, Kings County, and you go in right, and there. They tell you about the case, and I'm in a room with about 40 people, and it's the whole day. So it's not jury. I'm not on the jury. I'm, I'm seeing if I'm fit to be selected for a jury on this case. And I'm in a room with 30 or 40 people, and the lawyers are explaining the case. And they the case was a uh, woman had been hit from behind by a car, and it had caused her a spinal injury or something like that. And she was suing them for uh, recompense. And they asked at the end, if anybody <laughs> thought that they had a reason why they couldn't render a, a, a decision on this case from an unbiased vantage point. Mm-hmm. And I raised my hand and I said that when I was a sophomore in college, I was living in San Francisco, <laughs> and I doored a guy, and he came after me for money, and from that day forward, I have been very suspicious and resentful <laughs> towards people who seek punitive damages for accidents, oh, wow. and that I fundamentally believe the world would be a better place if we all just let each other off the hook more often. 
and that I never trusted people who sued each other for injuries. Wow. And they were like, yeah, there's no chance you can serve on this <laughs> And dude, I got up and walked out, and I, I legitimately thought the rest of the jurors might applaud for me. <laughs> so thorough was my... <laughs> my like excuse excusing and and then you get you get like uh six or seven years of not having to ever be eligible yeah, called again yeah and just like that i wow and you know what the good part about it was i wasn't even fucking lying <laughs> yeah. Yeah. like i wasn't really lying to get out of jury duty right. i hated that guy so much for so long that's that so I was funny. like, um, yeah, I don't think, uh, I don't think, I don't, I, it made me. It was an opportunity, dude. Cynical about personal injury lawsuits. <laughs> Which, hilarious. you know, I realized there's a little bit of hypocrisy there, given that I sued my landlord. It was not his personal injury, but I did go to a small claims court for, for that. But, um. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm. I don't know. I still. I still. I. I think it's easy to say when you've never been the victim of like a bad accident, and I'm sure that if a Walmart truck like Tracy Morgan hit me, I'd go after them. But if right. you know, I still remember when I was doing alternate side parking that this time that I backed into a guy, and I got out of the car. I was so apologetic. He got out and he was just shaking his head, not saying anything. He looked at it, and I was like, "Do you want my information?" And he goes. Nah, man, we're cool. Yeah, dude. There's and something I nice about that. Loved that guy. There's something nice about that. I loved that guy, and there was a pay it forward aspect to it, totally. where I got hit going over the Manhattan Bridge. Oh uh, yeah, by a girl, and I let them off the hook. Yeah. yeah, dude. So it's funny you say that. We I got into a car accident in Afghanistan. Uh, you never told us. I that. know. I know. I forgot <laughs> to talk about this. It wasn't a major one, but it was, it was a car accident. We hit this guy when we were passing him. Uh, they got out of the car, they just looked at it, and then they just like put their hands on their hearts and like nodded, and everybody got back in the car. And I'm like, what just happened there? That's cool. <laughs> and they're like, oh, you know, uh, like this guy's son was, he was teaching his son how to drive, basically. And, uh, you know, we looked at it, and like the front and side were like a little fucked up, but, but like he said, it's all good. And I was like, oh, he's like, yeah, so <laughs> there's no car insurance in Afghanistan. Yeah. <laughs> you don't call the police if something happens. And it's funny, but like in a way, that's an example of a situation where that system is actually better. Because if you barely hit somebody, you got to call the police. You got to file a thing. You got to get the guy's number. It Mm -hmm. takes forever. It's it makes your premium go up. Like it's (laughs) become so complicated, right? uh, That there has to be some kind of middle ground. And to your point, I think there's something nice about a culture where people aren't just constantly suing each other, right? And I think it's a very American thing. To my understanding. Yes. Just being able to sue people for anything. Yes. Um, we are very litigious here. And may I add, bro, I've been feeling very patriotic lately. Have you? Yes. I think I've been telling Hill Dog that if we owned a house, I'd like to have an American flag flying in the front yard. Wow. <laughs> I like that for you. Uh, and I think she said that too. Oh, my God. <laughs> AKA, I'm not sure if we would be doing it. Old Glory? Uh, but dude, like. Is Old Glory the flag? I don't know. If uh, I really want to be, I'm, I don't want to be wrong about that. Stars and stripes. Yeah, stars and stripes. Um. Okay. Sorry. Keep going. No. No. I mean, I. So I never got got to like get into the specifics of this. Not that they matter that much, but I would like to talk about a little my little road trip. When I do these little road trips around America, dude, it makes one feel extremely patriotic to begin with. To sure. Just see all the different stuff and you know get get a taste of other people's perspectives. It's I find to be really helpful. But also, this one that I happen to be doing, in Pennsylvania, it's a lot of like national historic sites, which are like stuff about American history. And I started to realize that I'm getting to an age where I'm starting to get a little bit older because I've begun to become fascinated by George Washington. (laughs) (laughs) The greatness of George Washington has begun to consume me. (laughs) And I happened to take a route where I was going, and mind you, I was visiting a lot of these sites on George Washington's birthday. (laughs) Which is incredible. Now, dude, I went to Valley Forge, which is like the, the whatever, the revolu- during the Revolutionary War, uh, the Army's sort of retreat for the winter, essentially. Like, mm-hmm. off the bat, right? Mm-hmm. Encampment? I don't know what it's called. Is 1776? I forget specifically the year, but 
It's where um, they went during the winter to sort of like regroup, refresh. Yeah. 77. Where is Valley Forge? Pennsylvania. King of Prussia, Pennsylvania. Schuylkill River? Skykill. Skykill. So, so that's, that's after the, they doubled back on the Hessians then across the Delaware. I, you're, you're ahead of me on that one. I don't know. I'm not ahead of me. But that happened on Christmas. I don't know that comprehensively. In 1776? I think it was 1776. But they, they, that's when he oh, made like the that famous freezing cold winter and made the famous counter move and went, went back on and counterattacked as they were retreating oh, sick. and went back and, and captured all the Hessian soldiers, the guns for hire. Sick. And, and they were all drunk because it was Christmas Eve. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Or it was Christmas. And Brilliant. Yeah. That was um, like a turning point in the war. Sick. Yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. I, I did not possess that knowledge. Uh, but that's sick. Uh, fascinating. So anyway, got to see that. That was cool. Then I went to this like old fashioned iron mill. Oh, that's cool. It's called the Hopewell Furnace. Like the way that they did it. of that. The way they did it before they progressed into like more modern techniques of making steel Uh and iron or something. Uh That was sick. But dude, then Gettysburg, which by the way, National Park app, there's a National Park app now. And the Gettysburg had an audio driving tour, bro. It was sick. Wow. And it took like two and a half hours. Wow, that is cool. So you stay in your car? Stayed in my car the entire time, driving around, and like where Pickett's Charge happened, like all that like famous cool shit. Yeah. Dude, then, listen to this. I ended up at this place, Fort Necessity, which is like where Washington lost. He like got surrounded by the French and the Native Americans, and it's what started the French and Indian War, dude. Which is like, what went, 1750-something? So like I had this whole, and that was on George Washington's birthday, so I'm experiencing this entire fucking George Washington thing. Mm. And it just made me like really geek out over George Washington. But I don't know, whatever. Man, I got to tell you, I got to tell you, Shane Gillis is currently doing a lot of material on George Washington. Really? Is it amazing? It is so fucking funny, dude. (laughs) It is incredible. I've heard his uh, new hours very, very good. Yeah, I think that'll be in a special that we can all watch at some point soon. So, Um, cool. Awesome, dude. Oh, last thing. I went to the site of the Johnstown flood, dude. Do you know, have you ever heard of this? It's sort of like an overlooked historical fact. So there's this dam like near Johnstown, Pennsylvania, which is sort of an odd town, but mm. like, sort of like post-industrial situation. Um, the, it was owned by the city or whatever. And then this private club bought the lake, which then meant that they owned the dam. So they started changing things. Uh. So like Andrew Carnegie belonged to it, like a bunch of these big tycoons of the time. And they basically like neglected the dam to a degree until it was too late. The dam ends up collapsing, and it's like one of the biggest disasters in the history of America. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, like really brutal, crazy, hmm. uh, did an absurd amount of damage. Uh, wow. It was pretty cool. Dude, do, do you know- I never heard of that. There's something, ugh, I hate to say this, but when you learn about a historical disaster that you'd never heard of, mm-hmm. I, I want to say that I enjoy learning about those. Same. Yeah. Not not out of some weird like fetish or no, something. No, I'm not happy that the people died. I mean, these are events that happened hundreds of years ago. But it's like, oh, I had I've never even heard of that. Watching The Crown, you ever heard of Aberfan? No. Dude, this town in Wales. Um, it was a coal mining town and you know, they were digging deep and they were creating this big mountain of disposed um ore, like coal ore or dust or something like that. And it built up and it built up and it built up. And it was just basically a big mountain that they built that stood over the town. And one day, the cone of the mountain collapsed. And it caused a gigantic landslide that barreled down the hill and killed hundreds of people. Oh, my God. And when was this? barreled right through. It must have been the 1950s. Oh, my God. And it barreled right through. His, uh, it was like 141 kids were killed because it went right through a school. And they were all just buried. Jesus. And um, I think it's the best episode of The Crown that I've seen so far, this one. But I'd never even heard of it. Never heard of it. it and I think it is extremely important to remember things like this. Yeah. Because it's usually like gross negligence. Yeah. You know? There was a last thing we... We went up to Nova Scotia, my friends and I, to go play golf at uh, Cabot Cliffs, Cabot, Cabot Links, Sick. in uh, way out on the peninsula. And you fly into Halifax, and uh, somehow we learned, I learned, I was, I don't even know what it was, 
there was a ship that was coming into port in Halifax a long time ago, maybe 1800s, 1900s. And it was laden with explosives or fireworks or something. And it exploded and burned the entire city to the ground. <laughs> Jesus oh Christ. God. It was the worst de- disaster in, in Nova Scotia's oh history. A, a ton of people died. Um, Brutal. Ryan, any facts on that? How many people died on that one? 1782. Seven happened in 1782. No, 1,782. 1,782 people died, dude. And 1,600 of them died immediately. Oh it was God. a gigantic Most explosion. of them died immediately. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. At, yeah. Uh, so anyway, that was, what's that one called? Do you know what the name of that disaster was? The Halifax Explosion. The Fair enough. Facts explosion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hate to say it. All right. Well, if you got any uh, disasters that you know of that we we would have uh, an interesting interesting time reading about, we'd love to hear about them. Um, can uh, we learn some more facts from Ryan? Facts with Ryan. Are they <laughs> lying? Facts with Ryan. We did most of them in real time today. So can we learn some more facts with Ryan? Facts with Ryan. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, We did most of them in real time. So, True Detective, that long shot was in season one, episode two. It's six minutes long, the Compton one. And then Kings County is New York's, New York State's fourth smallest county by square mileage. Hmm. I have an additional fact for you. Oh, the Johnstown flood in property damage cost seventeen million dollars, but that was in eighteen eighty nine. So that is equivalent to five hundred. Billion dollars now. Billion? No, million. 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 Five hundred million dollars now. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. My fault. Got it. Yeah. Uh, gee, comedy. Where comedy, can they find comedy, you? Comedy, comedy. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Um, thank you guys, everybody who came out to Connecticut and D.C. First of all, fucking had a great time. Um, this month, I'm in Providence at the Comedy Connection, 14th and 15th of April. I'm at Helium in Pennsylvania on the 18th. And I am at Yonkers Comedy Club the 27th to the 29th of April. Uh, come get tickets to all those. I'd love to see you. Francis, what about Hell you? yeah. Uh, guys, I'm the Hero We Need tour rolls on. This weekend, we are in Minneapolis at the House of Comedy. Um, I can't wait for that. Four shows. Uh, hopefully come out to, to see us there. Um, and then we're on to Chicago at Zany's uh, Rosemont at the end of March, March 24th and 25th. Then Austin the next weekend, Vulcan Gas Company. Then on to Dallas and Buffalo in early May. I'm in Charlestown, West Virginia with Little Sasquatch uh, May 12th. And I'm in San Francisco with Little Sasquatch again uh, at the end of April at Cobbs. All tickets at FrancisEllis.com. Thank you guys so much. That's Hoops the Podcast, everybody. We'll see you soon.